time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock as we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Today, the three love ladies talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Thank you, John. This is Evelyn Davison in the studio here at The Bridge. Today's Christian Talk, 1120. And we are so excited about this time uh, in our year as we... uh, fastly approach uh, the holiday season. And, you know, I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, We are celebrating joy and hope and building bridges of love and leadership. And today we're going to talk about living the life of joy, hope, and asking questions, like from the cradle to the cross to the crown to the castle of heaven, because that's where we're going to live most of our life is in heaven, forming the circle of three. And our Father, God, is faithful. And Jesus is our Savior, and the Holy Spirit is our helper. And we're celebrating uh, that heaven came down in a young lady who believed God, but who had questions. So with us today is our good friend, Kathy Interbrock, and Miss Carrie (laughs) Brinke, or lost my breath. (laughs) We are so thrilled to have all the love ladies here today. All the love ladies today on Love Talk. Yes, I'm Coach Carrie Brinke. It is great to be here today. I am excited about our show. Mary, she was responding to the impossible. And Miss Evelyn loves talking about Mary. And so I am thrilled today to uh, talk about Mary and the ways that Mary questioned the ways that Mary believed the impossible, and then how Mary responded to all of those things. And today we have our beautiful friend, Miss Kathy Enderbrock, on the line. Hi, Kath. Hey, ladies. It's great to be with you guys this morning. Thank you so much for including me in today's program. And, you know, I have not realized this until just this past week but we get to be together almost every uh, Saturday in the month of yes. December. So no. this is like an extra way, special yes. Christmas present for me. It is an extra special Christmas present for me, too. I have loved this time of year and just talking about from from Calvary, from Christmas to Calvary with Miss Evelyn and you. So it's just been absolutely wonderful. It's a true love journey, that's for sure. Absolutely. We are in the Christmas season, Miss Evelyn, and you have a lot going on this time of year. Oh, well, you know, when you get old, you have to sit back and kind of watch some of it go on. But I tell you, it is a busy time. We've just got a lot of important things on the table, and Kathy uh, is so much a part of this as we're planning for 2018 and some of the prayer things that we'll be doing, some of the other things, our trip to Washington, D.C., and and mostly uh, bringing people to the knowledge that they every day can have a conversation with the one that made us mm. and asking questions if needed be. Right, Kathy? You bet. I love being able to talk with the Lord while I'm doing dishes, while I'm making the bed, while I'm folding the clothes. And, you know, exactly. Sometimes it is meditating on Scripture and asking Him, help me to understand what this means. What could you have possibly meant by this passage? I don't understand it. Help me to understand. Or praying for my kiddos while I'm folding their clothes. I mean, there's so many ways that we get to enjoy this this incredible journey that God has has given us and getting to talk with him 
Evelyn, it's amazing that he will hear us and that yes. he will respond to us and that he will really give us understanding around these things that we're seeking to understand. Well, you know, our journey uh, is much like the journey of Jesus from, uh, you know, from the cradle, being, you know, born in Bethlehem as um, fulfillment of what God promised. He promised in the Old Testament that there would come a time when we would have a new heart, would have a new life. And uh, promise, the promise of Jesus coming and Emmanuel, uh, it is an exciting time for us who are Christians and who are believers. And we have many, many joining us today because they know what we're going to be talking about. And it is exciting. Yes. Today we have the pleasure of discussing Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, friends, I have a 14-year-old daughter. And when I start thinking Ooh. about... That Mary was around 14 years old when an angel appeared to her. I, I get these almost terrible butterflies in my stomach thinking about if that was my girl. And the reality of the situation kind of, it kind of slaps me in the face. Just not only the physical reality, but also the emotional and spiritual reality of that. And so I think Mary was an exceptional young woman. I think that she was probably mature beyond her years. And so to look at Mary, I know that times were different. I I understand that. Girls married much younger, started families much younger. Um, you know, I look at my mom. She was uh, 19 when she got married. How old were you, Miss Evelyn, when you got married? 20. And you it was were 25 before I had my first boy, which was a miracle from heaven, much like Mary. Or much like <laughs> Mary, right? And so I understand that times were, were different, but this is astounding. We're going to look today at Luke 1, verses 26 through 38 to start off. And today we're going to be asking ourselves, And looking at Mary, she kind of went through three different, um, I guess, challenges as all of this came to her. Mary questioned, then Mary believed, but then Mary had to respond. So let's look at Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Imagine, listeners, Mary is 14. She has just been greeted by an angel. And and the verse says that she was greatly troubled. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Listen carefully, listeners. In verse 34, Mary says, how will this be? I I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. 
for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Now, I know, I know, friends, that, that that's 12 verses. I know it's a lot, but we're going to pick these verses apart today and pick apart some other verses. Kathy, we've got about four minutes left before our break. You want to tell us uh, kind of a little bit more about Mary? Yeah, Mary is such an interesting girl. And, you know, this account in Luke came about as, you know, Luke was a was a doctor. He was not one of the apostles. He did not know Jesus personally, but he was an amazing interviewer because, you know, doctors know exactly how to ask really uh, good questions. And uh, and Luke opens by saying, look, I have gone and researched everything. Mm-hmm. I have talked to all the eyewitnesses. And Luke had talked with Mary specifically over this to get all the nitty-gritty details from her. And so, you know, he is kind of um, writing and sharing all of this. So when when it says how the... Um, the angel greeted Mary as highly favored one. We know that comes directly from Mary telling Luke, hey, this is how the angel spoke to me. This is exactly what he said. And this was exactly my response. And so I love it that Mary didn't try and make herself sound all incredible and wonderful (laughs) and, you know, like never questioning anything. She gave a very honest account of her response. And, you know, I love it here. It's a very understandable question. While why Mary may ask, how can this be? Because there is no time in scripture anywhere throughout the Old Testament or their history of the time uh, of any of the Israelites time with God, where a virgin had become pregnant with child. Now, we will see multiple times, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, where a barren woman who had a husband, her womb was opened, and she became pregnant with child. So it's a very understandable question for Mary to ask, you know, saying, look, I know God's word, and I've never heard about this happening before. How is this going to happen? You know, is this going to wait until after I am married to my betrothed and this will be um, Joseph's father? Like, how is this going to happen? So, uh, you know, she's she's saying, look, uh, uh, you know, there's there's no indication in Scripture that there was any unbelief with Mm -hmm. Mary. But there was definitely a questioning of how is this um, how is this word by God going to be carried out? And. Um, you know, I love that she admits that when the angel came, that she was kind of fearful and shocked. But she also indicates here that she was fearful and shocked because not only this angel Gabriel standing in front of her, but how he addressed her. Mm-hmm. And um, because how he says he um, addressed her and it said, the Lord is with you. Rejoice, favored woman. The the Lord is with you. And I can imagine she's thinking, the Lord is with me. Are you the Lord? Like, who are you? What is this? You know. What's going on? And that would be kind of a scary thing. So I, I love that we're going to talk with Mary. She was greatly graced by God. She was a sinner 
just like us. She yes. was not perfect. She was not immaculately conceived. She was a 14-year-old girl who was righteous and favored by God. But she had an and intimate she knowledge. Us, Kathy, she had an intimate knowledge of God. That meant she yes. knew that this was a promise of God. And I think the surprise yes. was that she was chosen. Absolutely. Yes. That was definitely the surprise for her. Well, I, when we return from our break, listeners, we want to ask ourselves, is it okay to question God? And, and, and how that looks for us. So I know you won't want to miss when we return from the break because we've all questioned. And we will answer how to question God when we return right after this. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com Back for another segment of Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Endebrock, and Carrie Brinkater. Today they're talking about the mother of Jesus, Mary. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge. And remember, friends, that you can download the app for The Bridge, and you can listen to this radio station anywhere, anytime, all over the world. So find that app on your app store, and it's just called The Bridge. Today's Christian Talk, we are at KTXW. Uh, You can also find the Love Ladies on Love Talk Network, and you can find all of our 
archives on lovetalknetwork.com. So be sure to check us out there. Today, we are talking about Mary. The love ladies are talking about Mary. And friends, I think there's many times in our lives that we question God. And growing up, I don't know about you, Kathy, Miss Evelyn, but growing up, mm-hmm. I thought it was wrong to question God. I thought that I just needed to blindly believe because the Bible is true mm-hmm. and uh, that I wasn't supposed to have questions. I wasn't a big questioner anyway. I didn't, I kind of took things at face value and I, I just, I didn't really search for my own answers. And um, whether that's right or that's wrong, that's just, that, that just was. Um, as I've gotten older, I've understood that it is okay to question. And everybody, I think, needs to question at some point in their life to find the answers for themselves. Right. Now, Miss Evelyn, it's very important that we understand that um, motive the motive behind your questioning mm-hmm. is of utmost importance. Is your motive pure? Is it contrite? Is it almost broken? Is it is it seeking pure answers? Is it seeking clarification to confusion? Are we seeking wisdom? Are we seeking a fuller understanding of God? Okay, that is one that that is a set of motives that are clean and pure, and God honors that. Now then, there's another set of motives. That's not pure. It's not seeking. It's prideful. It's arrogant. Do we question because we're trying to stall our obedience to God? (laughs) And and to our way. Right. Do we question because we have pride Mm -hmm. and we think we know better than God? No, 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 God. No, 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 no. I know that I am supposed to do X. And you're telling me I'm supposed to do Y. I just, (laughs) I I don't want to see that, right? Are we questioning God because we're prideful? Are we questioning God's authority? Are we really just going to do what we want to do anyway? And so, so we just continue to question and continue on our, on our own path. Are we seek, seeking validation? This is a big one, Miss Evelyn. Are yeah. we seeking validation for man's ways, not God's ways? Right. Oh, but God, you know, what I did is not that bad. I mean, really. I mean, it, it's, it's not that bad. Um, you know, it's it's fine. So I don't know why you keep bringing this up, God. I don't I don't know why you keep showing me that because it's it's really fine, mm-hmm. right? Are we seeking validation um, for man's ways? And is questioning a sign of an unchanged or unrepentant heart? So I I think listeners that we we definitely have to look at the motive for our questions. Are you truly seeking answers from God or are you seeking to justify mm-hmm. something in your own life? Right. Now, Miss Evelyn, there are many examples in the Bible of people questioning God. Um, can you take us through maybe one of those? Well, the we're we're operating off of a principle today, which is uh, QBR. I call it QBR. You question him. Say, Lord, now is this of you? Mm-hmm. And then as he teaches you, and that's what he did with Mary. She had an intimate knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, intimate knowledge. She didn't know everything. Right. But she knew that he had promised he would hear our cry. Mm-hmm. He heard that with the children of Israel. And then the thing, the, the most important thing is, is when he does answer the question, that we respond to it. 
Right. So we're talking about a principle, QBR, question, believe, and respond. Mm-hmm. Okay, If we, the example I want to give you is, of course, the children of Israel. Moses was the leader that God had chosen. But it was like in any family, like, you know, during this Christmas time, you go to somebody's house for Christmas. And there's not perfect harmony there. There's always that little bit of static here and a little bit of here. And the, the Hebrew people were famous for this. And Moses <laughs> would go up on the mountain, and he would take a question to God. God would answer him. He'd come back down. And he'd put his mantle over his head so that people could not see the Shekinah glory leave mm-hmm. him. Because mm-hmm. he took on a glow. Mm-hmm. And and so they questioned even that. Mm. But, you know, they had to stop and believe that that was God that Moses was talking to. Mm-hmm. And then what the biggest change of all of it was, how they responded to what God told Moses to tell them to do. So time, sometimes that's that third party in our life when we're trying to settle an argument, we're trying to set a, a, a road ahead of us. Like, for instance, they're going to Washington, D.C., you know, we've got a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but we believe God's going to, Kathy, you tell me what we believe, <laughs> that he is going to qualify us to go mm-hmm. and that we will uh, we will uh, respond in a way that will make a difference. Now, that's a current one with us personally, all three mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. It, Absolutely. You know, our goal is mm-hmm. to know what God wants us to do when we go to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and who to go with us. Okay, Kathy, then what we've got to do is we've got to be, we've got to respond to him in a way when we ask the question that we're willing to follow. Absolutely. Now, Kathy, I know there's other examples in the Bible, too, of people that that questioned God. And you had several good ones. You want to walk us through one of those? Yeah, you know, I love it, Carrie, that you say that, you know, there are examples of those who are questioning God because they were really seeking a deeper understanding of God. Mm-hmm. There are those who question God because um, they have a lack of belief. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we can even go to the Psalms several times and read how King David asks why. I mean, even right. if we go into Bible Gateway and type in the word why, we will see multiple, multiple times in the Psalms um, where David is, is questioning God. And I will tell you, one of the things that I love is the story of Gideon. And it, it is really someone questioning God because they are seeking a deeper understanding of him. And um, when Gideon steps into the picture, the Israelites had really been um handed over to what is called the Midianites, and they had been handed over to them by God for seven years. And this was the time where God was disciplining the Israelites because they had done evil in his sight. And, you know, Evelyn talked earlier about Moses, and if the, if the people questioned God or if they did something inappropriate, Moses would intervene and things would, you know, kind of get whipped right back into shape. Well, we come in here with Gideon, and the Israelites had been completely scourged, or the, the Israelites had been scourged by the Midianites for seven long years. And it had brought them to a place of complete poverty, where the Israelites were living in caves. And so they began to cry out to God, and God listened and heard them, and the Israelites be, um, turned from their ways 
and turned back towards God, turned from their evil ways and turned back towards God. And uh, God approaches, sends an angel and speaks with Gideon and says, look, mighty warrior, you are going to deliver uh, Israel from the Midianites. And, um, and but Gideon questions God um, and he says, well, look, if, if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all of the wonders that our fathers told us about when they spoke of uh, the Lord bringing us out of Egypt? But the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hands of the Midianites. And um, listening, friends, you can go to Judges chapter 6 and pick up at verse 13 and, and start to read through that. It's just an, it's just an incredible account of um, God engaging with a person um, and then having this individual really question and say, how is this going to be? Because what we're experiencing now seems to be inconsistent with everything that we've heard from our fathers and forefathers in the past. And uh, and and God is really gentle with, with Gideon and allows Gideon to... Um, gives Gideon some signs that truly this is going to happen. And Gideon was not coming from a place of pridefulness. He he was just coming from a place, and he wasn't trying to say, oh, God, you prove yourself to me before I will believe. Gideon was just so beaten down and saying, I, Lord, I don't, I don't understand how you're working. Can you please show me and, and help me to have confidence here in what you're saying? So it comes from a very different heart. Um, than uh, a prideful heart of someone maybe coming out and, uh, and coming at God from a lack of belief. Well, and I think that when we question God, Kathy, we have to remember that God speaks to us in our in our voice. He speaks to us in a way that we can understand. If you're a dancer, he may speak to you through your dance. If you're an artist, he may speak to you through your art. If you're a writer, he's going to speak to you through your writing. Yes. You know, for me, there's a lot of times he speaks to me through my coaching. And I'll be like, really, Carrie? What are you? What? What? Take a step back. Listen, breathe. I, I have an amazing friend who is absolutely hilarious, and she loves the Lord with all of her heart. And she actually works at a church. And, um, well, besides Miss Evelyn, I have another friend. And she, um, and she works at a church, and they have seven Easter services, Miss Evelyn, and she has to be at all seven. And um, she was on service number six. And she had to take, uh, you know, food to, for some kind of reception that they were having. And she had made this giant bowl of cheese dip, right, queso, that she put in the back of her car. And on the way to church, somebody cut her off, and she had to slam on her brakes. And the queso went everywhere. It went all over her daughter, her daughter's Easter dress, her shoes, went all over her son, his pants, went all over the back seat. And it was just a giant mess. Absolutely a giant mess. Now then, if you're wondering what happened to my friend, you'll have to join us after the break to hear the rest of the story. Because my friend started to question, Lord, I am on, I am on service number six. What are you doing here? I am on service number six. I'm here to praise you. And why is this happening? Why is there queso all over the back of my car and all over my kids? So join us after the break. We'll find out what happened to my friend, and then we'll look at Mary's belief in God's answer to her. Join us, friends, right after this break. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. 
These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hi friends, this is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. George Christensen and his family at Costa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. If Christ is kept on the outside, something must be wrong on the inside. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. Merry Christmas. Today's Christian Talk, The Bridge. Another segment of Love Talk right now with the three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock. Today they're talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are here with the love ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and of course I'm in studio with the ever-amazing Mrs. <laughs> Evelyn Davidson and our beautiful friend on the fro- phone, Miss Kathy Enderbrock, who is in Boise, Idaho, and joining us. She's, she sounds like she's right here sitting next to us, so we're giving her a virtual hug through the airways. Before we left for the break, I was telling you about my amazing friend who was questioning God. She was on service number six of the Easter holiday. I think her church does a couple of services on Friday and a couple on Saturday and then a few on Sunday. And she's on service number six and the cheese dip that she was taking for the reception spilled all over the car. So they drive up to church, and her husband says, it's fine, I got this, just go. Just go do your duties at church, you know, go do your duties. And she said she's walking through church, and she's a very joyful person with a huge personality. And people are saying, happy Easter, happy Easter. And she's like, "Mm, happy Easter, with that kind of, you know, like through clenched teeth. And uh, she gets in the service, and she's, She's telling God, look, God, I, I don't know how you're going to fix this, but I don't, I don't know why there's queso all over the back of my car. I, 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 you know, I am here to serve you, but I am not singing. I'm going to sit here and I'm not singing. <laughs> she made up her mind she wasn't going to sing, and so she sits down, and she said during that time when she's kind of pouting and not sitting, the Lord, she said a voice spoke to her just like there was a man sitting next to her and said, stand up, shut up. 
you're going to do church. <laughs> um, she's like looking around going, what? What What just happened? So long story short, she stood up. She started praising Jesus. She shut up. And she said, I didn't know what was going to happen to me as I started questioning God. I didn't know if it was going to come out in anger or in tears. And sure enough, her husband walked in, brought her a big coffee and said, look, I've taken care of it. The kids are fine. They're serving. They're good. Um, I went to the store. I got some more cheese dip. Of course, it's not homemade, but it'll it'll be fine. And uh, she said she just started crying. She was like, thank you, Lord. But she was wondering. She's like, Lord, you speak to me in my own way, but I don't know where the words shut up are in the Bible. But Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. in the in the message, you love the translation, the message. Mm-hmm. In Psalm, apparently, <laughs> in the translation, the message, there are several references where the Lord says, shut up and listen to me. Yeah. Right? I got a call on your life, right? And so it's okay to question God, folks, and he will speak to you in the way that you need to be spoken to, in a way that you're going to understand. And as long as we come to him truly seeking answers. And Mary did that, Miss Evelyn. She was she was wondering, why, uh-huh. why, why is this happening? And the Lord said to her, oh, Mary, you can trust me. You can trust me. This is going to work out. Now, Kathy, it's it's hard to understand sometimes when we question that the next step is to believe. And, Miss Evelyn, we have to believe knowing that there's going to be consequences sometimes to our belief, right? Yeah. Mary questioned, and then she believed. Miss um, Evelyn, how on earth? Did she trust God to work out all the problems that were going to be associated with her believing what God was telling her? Well, I think we need to go back to that little phrase we used early, intimate knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, She she didn't just wake up that way overnight. She had had 14 years of being trained in seeking God and believing him and responding. Mm-hmm. Without griping. And, you know, that's a really um, important part of all this. Mm-hmm. You know, we can so go ahead and say, okay, Lord, I believe this. I receive this. But I don't like it. And I'm not doing so and so. Mary didn't do that. Mm-hmm. She is a perfect example of how important it is to, when you have a question, to pray about it or have a dialogue with the Lord and then to make your uh, summation or your decision because in ourself alone we are not equipped to do that Kathy uh, mm-hmm. Carrie because he has a plan for every day of life mm-hmm. but every day of life is not the same as it was yesterday well thank goodness and that's right? why we're doing this series from the cat from, <laughs> from the cradle Mm-hmm. to the cross yeah. is because mm-hmm. that was Mary was an important part of that and she had to know it but the only way she knew it was that the angel came and gave her the message and she believed and what did she do she responded to that belief and that's what we have to do well i would agree with that mary wasn't ordinary you know she searched for the right. lord and she pondered godly yes. ways And in Luke 2, it says Mary treasured up all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. Another verse in Luke, Luke 2.51, about Mary says, And then Jesus went down to Nazareth with them, Mary and Joseph. Now Jesus was bigger at this point. He wasn't a baby anymore. 
And he was obedient to them. And mm-hmm. Mary treasured all these things in her heart. He was obedient to them because they believed him. She did. And they, you know, there's a difference between believing, Carrie, and responding. There is. And there's a difference between pondering over what God is telling us and continuing to not act, right? Now, Kathy, Mary did ponder for a little bit before she believed this declaration, or did she ponder? Did she ponder at all before she believed the declaration from the Lord that, you know what, Mary? Everything's going to be all right. How, how did how did she how did she find this answer, Kathy? Oh, you know, she did not ponder for long. Mm-hmm. She she really didn't take very much time to make up her mind, Carrie. She didn't say, "Let me go away and 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 pray about this." She didn't say, "Will you give me a sign?" I mean, she basically answered immediately with uh, in Luke one thirty eight. She says, "I am the Lord's servant. May your word." to me be fulfilled and then it says the angel left her the Uh angel got her response she Uh was set in this this was going to happen she was committed to it happening and she she knew that it was up to god to fulfill his word it wasn't up to her to make it happen it was up to god and so we have to make that personal decision to believe and then we can trust god completely with the consequences and the outcomes. And we know that, you know, submitting and believing it always comes with some risk. It mm-hmm. came with great risk to Mary. She possibly could have lost that um, that engagement to Joseph. He could have walked away, but God stepped and he took care of it. She could have been a complete outcast with her friends and family, but God stepped in and she had a place to go, to run to, to her cousin Elizabeth. And so we we have to trust in God and his promises. And he even tells us again, um, and we can look at this in Romans 8, 28, that God works, and we can know this, in all things he works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And friends, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been called according to his purpose, and you can trust him to work out things for your good as you continue to believe him and seek after him. And really, if we we want to enjoy his perfect peace and power, we have no alternative but to believe what he says and to respond accordingly. Now, Evelyn, you've been in some really interesting situations. (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation where you have had to blindly trust the Lord. And did it take a while for you to believe, or did you believe instantly? Yes. <laughs> I've had many of those, but uh, mm-hmm. one in particular uh, lasted about a year. Mm-hmm. You know, a year is a long time when you don't, when you don't, I, I shouldn't say when you don't hear from God, but when you don't get a definite response to a definitive situation mm-hmm. or our, uh, you know, situation. I, um, in 1981, I had a double mastectomy. I was sick for a year because those days they didn't have chemo or any of that stuff. They used other other things. And I had a contract to go to Chuck Swindoll's church to speak to a big conference. And uh, we, we knew it nine months ahead. Uh, and for nine months we prayed. Our, our, our question of God, should I go? And it was always, should I plan to go? 
And it was always yes, you know, plan to go. And then the, finally it came down to the question, am I able to go? Mm. Am I able to go? And Vin and I both really prayed. We prayed a long time because I, I couldn't drive. I was just, it was really bad. And I said to him one day, I, you know, I don't even know that I want to go. He said, we don't, we're not going into the pathway of want. We're going into the pathway of waiting for an answer from God, should you go. Mm. And so finally, as it, as it came about, I was able to go. Two or three different things happened while I was there. And out of that conference, uh, we got a contract with Word Publishers, who was at Waco at the time, and for a book. And so that was my first book, and it was called uh, Help for Hurting Women. And they came back. No, it was uh, Lives on the Mend. Lives on the Mend. And it had 14 different women who were there who talked about having a, a situation in life where they believed God had called them and whether they should respond or not. But you know what happened is that when I spoke to that conference, I got the outline for that book. And it, I held up an apple. And I had put on that apple two or three of my name tags of who I was so they could see it. And so I taught them off on an apple outline. And this is what it was. This answers our question today. Uh, you are the apple of my eyes, what God's Word says. And so the A is you apply the promises. P is you praise Him. Uh, the other P is pray believing. That's what Mary did. Love him and his plan. She loved the plan. She was scared, but she loved the plan. And then enter his presence with thanksgiving, just like Mary. So, it, you know, sometimes you, like with Mary, you get an answer within 30, 40 minutes. Sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you have to wait until kids get out of college. Sometimes you have to wait for other things. But that was an important thing in my life because I was crippled. But God gave me crutches. And that's when you respond under those conditions, God does a work that only he can do. And that's what he did with Mary. Wow. The difference between do you want to go or should you go? Absolutely. I love that. And we that is the perfect segue into our next segment, Miss Evelyn. When we return from our break, listeners, our very last segment, we will get to the response. And friends, it's our choice how we respond. You won't want to miss how Mary chooses to respond to God right after these messages. Join us back here on Love Talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. 
Hi, this is John Codner. You know, every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison. With a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, H-E-B, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches. And did we say that it's free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call 512-249-6535. That's the Good News Journal, an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the Lord's Good News. The Good News Journal, 512-249-6535. And you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. The last segment of Love Talk right now with your three love ladies, Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Enderbrock. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. Of course, you're here with the Love Ladies. I'm Carrie Brinkater. We've got Mrs. Evelyn Davidson and Kathy Enderbrock. We're looking at Mary today. Oh, she questioned God. She questioned God with a pure heart because, like you said, Miss Evelyn, she had an intimate knowledge of Him. She knew that if she questioned, that He would give her the answer. And she believed what He said. But the whole point of how she believes is that she responded to that belief. She had to listen to God. She She didn't argue. She didn't argue. She didn't say why. You know, (laughs) she may have thought those things, Mm -hmm. but she listened and she responded. And that's where we are in America today, uh, Carrie, Mm. is we better listen what God's saying to us. We better, and I tell you what, Mary's response blows me away. Mary basically wrote the first Christmas carol. Um, it's still sung today in many very in many churches um, in the liturgy. Um, I don't really know if this was a poem or a song, but many poems are sung, so it's not that important that we split hairs over that. But it's called Mary's Magnificat, and it is. Unbelievable. I'm going to read this to you. Luke 1, verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Friends, she's 14. I just want to remind you. This is a woman who's seeking God's face, and he was responding to the answer that he has very clearly shown her. Verse 50, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. 
He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he had promised our ancestors. Oh, man, when we, when we believe, just like Mary, we have two choices. How do we respond to the impossible? You know, Miss mm. Evelyn, you responded. You were just like, Lord, I don't know if this is possible. I really think this is impossible for me to go and do this conference and speak and stand up and have the strength and stamina to do all these things. I just don't know if I want to. And the Lord said, uh, I don't care if you don't want to. You should do this. Um, and he said, trust me. He said, trust me. And that's mm-hmm. what Mary Mary said, you know, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you on this. And, and friends, it's our choice how we how we respond. Do we turn away from God and his goodness, or do we seek his face? In these verses, Kathy and I are going to take you through these verses. In verse 51, it says, Mary says that God has scattered the proud and brought down the rulers. This is specifically talking about Nebuchadnezzar. He was the most powerful man on earth, Miss Evelyn, and he knew it. And Daniel 4 says, with the sudden and stunning deposing of this mighty man, right? All of a sudden, Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar, God's judgment on Nebuchadnezzar was lifted. And the former king had to declare truth. He had a choice at that point. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and glorify the God of heaven. Because all of his works are true and his ways are just. And he is able to humble those. Who walk in pride. Even Nebuchadnezzar, who was the most proud man on earth and who would not honor God, was brought down by God himself. And Mary acknowledges that. God has scattered the proud and brought down rulers. Now, Kathy, in verses 52 and 53, she continues to talk about the ways we can respond to God. Do we respond with goodness and seek his face, or do we turn away from God? Take us through those two verses, Kathy. So in verses 52b and 53, uh, Mary says, He has lifted up the the humble, he has filled the hungry with good things, and he, but he has sent the rich away empty. And so we can see Mary is showing us that God is looking for people who are hungry for him. And he loves all people. He pledges himself to those who earnestly seek him. But the response is up to us. And so asking our, our listening friends, what is your response mm-hmm. to God, to his promises, to his plan for your life? Absolutely. Now, Miss Evelyn, um, last year around this time, I uh, wrote a show on Joseph. And um, during that show, or maybe sometime before or after, you said, you know, Carrie, I, I, love, jo- I love Joseph, and I think... That Joseph was amazing to stick with Mary through all of this and that God had to really take the veil from his eyes to show him that, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I've got this covered. But you said to me, oh, how I love Mary. Mm -hmm. Oh, how I love Mary. Miss Evelyn, why do you love Mary? What speaks to you about this young girl who questioned, believed, and responded to God? I I really respect her because um, she believed what God had promised that nobody else had believed, really. Mm -hmm. You look at it. They had looked for a Savior for years, and that's why they, 
That's why they war was so strong against Jesus. They wanted a warrior. They wanted some and give them back what they had lost and what they hadn't had. And sometimes we are that way in America, especially in America. We have to look at where we are in this nation right now and see that we know we need to respond to God without a lot of hesitation. She didn't hesitate. She knew what the consequences would be. Mm. She knew her life would never be the same. She knew the God's word. Mm-hmm. And the thing that she knew best of all was she was the apple of God's eye. Mm. If we leave anything, any thought that would plant in your heart today, we want you to know, if you know the Lord Jesus and you have committed your life to him, you are his apple in this world today. And, you know, it is it is just so important that we know that even if we just whisper sometimes, the, I mean, if he just whispers to us sometimes. He doesn't give us billboards. You know, Habakkuk saw all the mean things that were going on in his world, and God said, hold on, Habakkuk, I'm going to fix it. He said, I'm going to tell you something, God. When you fix it, I'm going to build a billboard and put it on the billboard so everybody will know it's fixed. Well, we mm-hmm. thought those kind of experiences. Mm-hmm. See, Mary didn't have that. Mm-hmm. She didn't. The only sign she had was from heaven. And, and she... She knew that, that people were going to look at her differently and not believe. But it didn't keep her from the stomach. But she knew that a few would believe in divine in, uh, intervention because God had promised. And she believed him for his word and because she knew his word. And see, that's the other thing. Do you know his word? Mm. Do you know him personally? Do you have the power of his love and his spirit operating in your life? So that when you get it wrong, you're willing to listen to what the right thing is. And again, that's where we are in America, Carrie. Mm. It is time in America for us to come together and bow much like the people uh, Nebuchadnezzar expected the people to be. But to do that to the Lord Jesus. We need to hear him. And we need to know that we truly are the apple of his eye. If we are part of his forever family. Well, and I think that's very important, Miss Evelyn. You said we need to hear him. Sometimes we're so busy talking that we don't hear, right? And, you know, if you look at Mary, now I know she was alone, but she could have run away and went to talk to everybody and say, you know, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this angel, he came to me, and I just don't know what to do. And blah, blah, blah. You know, she could have gone and, and talked and, and been noisy but she wasn't. She responded in a way that I really believe is absolutely amazing. Now, Kathy, we only have about three minutes. Why do you love Mary? I love I love Mary because, and you can you can hear this especially in that those verses, um, Carrie, that you pointed out that first Christmas Carol. When you read through those you can see that Mary realizes it's not about me and my plans for my life. It's about God and his plans for my life and for his plans for his kingdom. And, and we can, when we read those words, we can see who did Mary focus on. It wasn't all about her. And we can read and see that Mary did know God. She had knowledge of God. She had knowledge of his of his word, of the past things that he had done, 
and she put her trust in him completely. And you can read in those words and see where her joy and where her peace came from. And I love that we have that. Um, it's called Mary's Magnificat. I, I, I just love that we have that because it gives us such insight into the heart of this 14-year-old that was such an incredible woman of God. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my colleagues are so incredibly wise. Go ahead, Miss Evelyn. Well, I think it's a good time for us to follow Mary's uh, faith route. Uh, to believe God and respond, and especially during a time right now when we are in such um, a quandary in this nation in regard to leadership. And um, Mary is a wonderful example, not only for ladies, but I mean, for men. Mm -hmm. And so our goal here on this Saturday before Christmas is that you might know that he loves you and that he has a plan for your life. And when you get that worked out, then you'll begin to develop that intimate knowledge of him. Absolutely. Oh, friends, we thank you so much for joining us here today on Love Talk with the Love Ladies. We've talked about how Mary questioned God and and seek God's face, friends, with your whole heart. It's okay to go to him with your questions and your thoughts and your desires because he will be faithful to answer those. And when he does, believe it. Believe it. Believe he's going to walk you through all of those consequences, all of those risks, and respond accordingly. Respond with joy, like Kathy said, and with peace that he's going to work it all out. Friends, we love you. For my colleagues here at KTXW The Bridge, for my colleagues here at the Love Lady session for Miss Evelyn Davison, for Kathy Enderbrock, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. We wish you all the merriest of Christmases and we'll see you next time on Left Talk.